Welcome to the final episode of season one of Jumping Through Hoops. For my final episode, I wanted to go all out and do something that would really encompass my vision and the message for this podcast, essentially the purpose behind why I decided to do this in the first place. I'm quite the reflective person, always overthinking and oversharing like many of us do, trying to unpack and dissect all of my choices and experiences and say, well, what can I learn from this? I think that we learn a lot about ourselves through our decisions, and sometimes the universe even gives us the same lesson more than once until we finally make a different choice and learn what the world was trying to tell us. For this episode, I am going to read the regrets of 19 people from my life. I carefully chose these people because I find them either compelling, interesting, honest, real, and who I know are deep thinkers. I wanted diverse demographics as well, so I chose some friends, some family friends, and family members with a pretty good mix in race, gender, age, and overall character. I'm going to read their regrets that they sent me as a direct quote and will only reveal a few short hints that they chose themselves so you can have some context and an outline of who they are. But I wanted the focus to be more on the regret and the meaning behind it more than anything else, so each person's identity will remain anonymous to you all. I really enjoyed this experience as it kind of allowed me to understand these people better and also opened up a potential project in my head where I could elaborate on this concept in season two. Um... But yes, remember that these are my friends and my family. So by listening to these regrets and the bios of each person, it may be obvious to you their relationship to me, but you will see what I mean once I start reading them. Some are longer than others, which I like as well. But regardless, I think everybody who listens on this episode today um, will benefit from hearing these people's words. I know I did. And what I found really interesting was seeing the difference in regrets based on age, which of course has to do with how much life you have lived. So keep that in mind. Um, And a last kind of thing to keep in mind is that I am one of these 19 people. My regret is in there, but I will not disclose which regret is mine. So I will stop speaking now because I want all of you to listen to these beautiful and almost heartbreaking but inspirational words and draw your own conclusions. We just break the rules. Smoke six, break hearts, get high. too much going on. First up, female, 19, interior designer. My regret is definitely worrying too much about what others think of me. I have missed many opportunities because I would think everyone is judging me. I thought I'd get rejected from every job. I thought people made fun of the way I spoke. I had to realize that was normal and everyone feels the same way. We all have an inner critic that says things like, you are not good enough. I was constantly seeking approval from others and never did anything for myself. It took me a while to overcome it. I'm actually still working on it. I started to put myself first and not stress over things that I couldn't change. I learned I just needed to practice daily self-love and acceptance. I had to direct my energy to positive things, and now I'm so much happier. 49. Textile Artist I regret marrying very young. I didn't have experience with relationships since he was my first. Unfortunately, he used me and abused me over and over again emotionally and physically. Today, I am wiser and I won't allow just anybody in my life 
because being in a domestic violence relationship, I learned to stand up for myself and see that I am worthy of happiness and love because I am lovable. 22, human, mixed race. My biggest regret, allowing pain, trauma, and betrayal to get the best of me and turning me into a destructive person to both myself and others. It taught me that those moments will make you not only want to hurt people that hurt you, but overall a more hostile and aggressive person to everyone overall. It taught me that nobody is worth removing yourself from your inner peace. Because even if you get the revenge that you are seeking, you're left with a void in your heart from the self-destruction you went through to get it. Female, 37, Spanish, businesswoman. My biggest regret is that I didn't finish college and now I'm getting old and I don't know what I'm going to do because I won't be able to be doing hair when I hit my 50s or 60s like the way I do now. I've been doing hair since I was 14 years old and my hands now that I'm 37 are feeling like I'm in my 50s. I would also say that my biggest mistake was that I dedicated my life to work, to making money, and to trusting my husband to invest my money And I don't think I will see that money ever again. Female, 19, friend. I'd say my biggest regret is honestly ever being mean to you and choosing other unimportant people over the person who has been there for me my whole life and whole childhood. I've regretted this for forever, but I think it's made our relationship stronger in a sense. And I've learned what true friendship is because of it. I've learned what a real friend looks like and that anything less than what you have given me is not a real friend. In my relationship, I think this way too, because you are so loyal and so good to me always, and I know it's what I should expect out of any type of relationship. Thank you for teaching me so much. I will forever be grateful for you, my best friend in the world. Gay male, 57 years old. I am a 57-year-old gay male who has been with my partner for 27 years. I am Jewish, but by all accounts, religion is not a very big part of my life. I live in Florida, and I've had the privilege of not having to work for the past 27 years. When I say not work, I mean not having to earn money to support our lifestyle. My partner is well off, and I run the home. That is my life. Now, for all intents and purposes, it sounds perfect, but there are two sides to every coin. On one side, my life is easy. I have two beautiful dogs, a beautiful new home, and a partner who is supportive financially and mostly emotionally. I use the word mostly because I do not think any lover, husband, boyfriend can give you everything you need. If so, I do not think we would need friends or family. Now here is the other side of that coin. I have chosen not to work in a conventional job for a while, years to be exact. In the beginning, being free financially seemed great, as if I won the lottery. I didn't have to worry about bills. I could buy almost anything I wanted. I could travel to Europe, take cruises, visit friends anytime I wanted. It was great. I settled into my newfound life. We purchased a house, and I proceeded to redecorate it to the point where it became an obsession to achieve the perfect home. It was. People would tell me how lucky I was to live in this house and have a wonderful man, I bought into the whole Martha Stewart way of life, thinking this would be forever. By the fifth year, I was making my own bread, throwing barbecue parties on my lanai, fancy name for pool deck. We traveled to Europe, Martha's Vineyard, yearly. 
doing the stuff people with money do. I'm not saying I regret any of this, but soon it became stale and boring. I realized these things I had acquired were just that, things, items, purchased memories. I invited family and friends to these homes, maybe to show off my fancy lifestyle, but I told myself I was sharing in my newly found fabulous life. My partner went along with my wants and needs, but I soon realized he didn't feel or truly didn't care about any of this. He would have been happy just to sit at home with the dogs and watch hockey or whatever sport was on TV. And if you had told me when I was 18 years old that I would end up in my 30s with a man who watches sports, I would have said never. (laughs) I began to realize that he and I were very different, but yet at the same time, very much alike. We both came from Jewish backgrounds and had that in common. We celebrated the same holidays and had families for the most part that understood our life and were very much welcoming to us both. Unlike many of my friends who are gay, They have issues with family, and I don't think we ever had to deal with that. So yes, I consider us very lucky. I now look back and see that I chose not to continue my career. I was a modeling agent and loved my job. I did not have to stop working, but I chose to. I now regret this. I think I should have kept my job as it was a part of my identity. For the past five years, I had a very hard time letting go of what I did for a living and the joy it brought me. I filled my days with time-consuming nonsense, and after five years, I was no longer the agent, but a house husband. I enjoyed the role, but now after 27 years, I think I need to redefine who and what I am. I look at my regret as a learning experience and can say, you are not your job, but who you are as a person. To be honest, there were many days um, that I'm extremely bored. And then there are days that I'm grateful that I don't have to go to work. I now keep myself busy with ceramics and art classes, but I still wonder in the back of my head how my life would have been if I kept my job. I don't know if regrets is something that, you know, spiritually hurt you. I think that you have to face what you've done and move on because if you live in the past, you can never move on into the future. Female. 11 years old, Greek and Dominican, loud. So far, my biggest regret is riding my friend's hoverboard because I accidentally drove it in the pool. And since it's not mine, I feel really bad because it's not working anymore. So I now learn not to ride hoverboards near the pool anymore so they don't break. 20-year-old, sophomore in college, currently majoring in architectural technology and minoring in art. My biggest regret is probably giving up on myself from a young age. What I mean by that is that from the ages 12 to 18, I never really believed in myself. I always doubted my capabilities in school, at home, or on the field. So I would usually half-ass my goals or objectives. Only as of recently has that changed, thanks to some very much needed self-care. The reason I regret it so much is because I know there are many opportunities I missed out on that could have helped me out in my future. I definitely learned a lot about myself through the process, but most importantly, I think I found healthy ways to let go of my stress, anxiety, and depression with the help of a healthy obsession with music and art. 28-year-old Latina waves Dominican and Colombian flags, loves cooking, aspiring to be a business owner. My biggest regret, joining a sorority. Why? Why? because I joined thinking I needed to in order to be validated by others. 
I joined a sorority in 2012, and while I love the letters that I wear, the process was demeaning and disruptive to my life. After my father was deported in 2010, the year I started college, I took a step back from my family. I harbored a lot of hate towards my parents, towards myself, towards everyone. I was in search of another quote-unquote family. When I started college, I joined a group of girls that were working to bring an organization on campus. When we succeeded, nine of our 18 girls were chosen for the first line. I felt like I needed to push so hard to get in on that second line. My life revolved around being around those girls so that they would like me enough to let me join. So finally, in February of 2012, I started the process. For four months, I was broken down to be lifted up. But in reality, I was broken down for them to attempt to mold me into who they wanted me to be. At the end of it all, I lost friends. I lost trust in friendships. And the worst part, I dropped out of college. They bullied me so hard for not fitting into their mold throughout and after the process that my presence on campus was a problem for them. They made me hate going to Pace University. The biggest lesson that came out of that experience was that nobody can hold you down better than you can hold yourself down. You cannot and should not ever be pushed to fit someone else's mold idea of who you should be. The moment I stepped away from that situation and the thoughts that got me into that situation, I realized I didn't need them or that at all. 18, a work in progress. My biggest regret is putting myself into situations that end up hurting me. I was manipulated and coerced into doing something that left me emotionally paralyzed with myself. I went to a party alone and woke up in a different room with no idea about what happened to me and a hunch that someone had slipped something in my drink. I chased after someone who I knew was going to leave me alone in the end. I trusted a friend who had let me down too many times before, and I overshared with somebody and paid the price. I realized I was an impulsive person, easily trusting, who needed to grow up and be smarter and start taking control of my life before I make a choice where the consequence will be bigger than me. I wish the world would end, but it keeps going on. Think that we should keep it Male. 23, aspiring OG. We can start off by discussing my legal name, Abraham Johnson, versus my birth given name, Ebrahim Abedi. I learned not to let myself be as moved by a system's quote unquote fitting image. You can be judged by your cover, but actions within lay out the final verdict. Female, Dominican, aunt. My biggest regret is staying with my husband for the wrong reasons. I thought I could not survive being alone. I realized that abusive relationships do not have to be punches. I realized that a man can be a good father to his children, but not a good husband to his wife. You have to live it to understand it, but the only thing a woman needs is love and respect. Go for someone who deserves you, someone who will make you feel beautiful in your pajamas. I am now strong enough to know that no man will make me stay. The old me would have been crying or in and out of the hospital if I were wronged. But the new me knows exactly what I deserve. Remember that nobody will love you if you don't love yourself. Love yourself first before you love anybody else. Female, 18, half white, half Asian, 
bisexual Christian. My biggest regret is not being kinder to myself in high school. Although this is super cliche, I seriously wish I could shake my 15-year-old self and let her know that it's okay to take care of yourself. In high school, I felt like I was constantly under pressure to maintain my grades and relationships, as every high schooler probably feels. I would spend almost every weekend studying from the moment I woke up to the second I went to bed. I felt that spending a day with friends or even taking a rest day for myself would jeopardize my future. And when I would spend a day without doing schoolwork, I would tell myself for days that I was not doing good enough. It wasn't until college that I made an active choice of choosing myself over school. It took some time to get used to, and I still struggle with this shift, but I'm truly glad I made this change. I feel that I have made more memories this year than I have for a majority of my time in high school. I learned that it is important to be gracious to yourself and to take a step back and take care of yourself first. Latina, mother, daughter, Dominican, New Yorker. Age does not matter. Perhaps I'll write about it someday. I lived my mother's dream and my father's dream, plus the dream of all their family members, neighbors, and friends who thought Nueva York would solve their poverty and their limits. But not my dream. I came to this country at eight years old, learned a new language, the mannerisms and cultures of a new country, graduated magna cum laude, married a U.S. citizen, went to the Ivy League, passed the New York State Bar the first time, practiced law among the most successful and most American people of this great American country. But where was my dream? The dream to write freely, to write poetry, memoirs, and nonfiction. That dream did not pay the bills, and so it was lost, lost in the immigrant journey. That loss is my regret. Male, 20, college student and aspiring filmmaker. My whole life, I've made mistakes. Big, small, all sorts of mistakes. Some keep me awake at night, some are easy to brush off, and some are silly to stress over. But I believe my biggest mistake that I have continuously made throughout my life, and the one I continue to make, is that of overthinking. The act of overthinking and stressing about unimportant topics is a disease that has plagued my life since the first day I can remember. The reason I am discussing this as my biggest mistake is because overthinking takes away from the most beautiful and inspirational parts of life, that being the present moment. Instead of looking back on every single mistake and keeping myself awake, I have simply said, that was wrong, I have learned, and I have changed. Because I truly have. Past mistakes cannot be undone, they can only be learned from. If you learn from your worst mistake and grow as an individual and as a soul, you will not make mistakes like that ever again. With simply accepting the fact and moving on from unchangeable errors, I have cut out the grave disease of overthinking. Because the mistakes I have made do not define who I am. The way I have grown defines who I am. I know I have grown. And the ones I love know I have grown too. So if you are listening to this, do yourself a favor, take a breath, look around, and live in the moment. For you know who you are. There's no need. Lastly, female 19 survivor. Despite having made a lot of decisions that made me end up in bad places, it was hard for me to come up with my biggest regret. 
answering this question actually made me see a regret that I had a little differently. When I was living in Puerto Rico, I was in a program for people in substance abuse recovery. But at the time, I started to slip back into eating disordered behaviors. It got so bad that I had to go to the ER twice and was really suffering physically and mentally. After asking staff for help, such as access to an eating disorder dietitian, counselor, I was dismissed for reasons that I believe were that they didn't know how to handle the situation. My regret for a long time was that I should have pushed the staff harder to get help, especially because I ended up needing long-term hospitalization after my EZ got much worse. When I had the opportunity to confront the staff in particular and tell her that I wish she had done more, she was dismissive once again. And that was when I realized that my regret was not that I should have pushed her harder, but that I didn't take the initiative to help myself. I wish I had realized that there's always a chance that people will let you down or not be able to help you. And that if I had built up my individual strength then, then maybe by the time I finally got into treatment, I would have had a stronger foundation to work up from. And that is the end of that, ladies and gentlemen. I really hope that all of these words left you thinking. I wanted to show that there is power in recognizing your growth and power in taking whatever you go through, whatever you regret, whatever keeps you up at night, and use it as a means to understand yourself better and love yourself harder in this mess that we call life. So live your life for you. Be it yourself, embrace change, own up to your mistakes, be forgiving with yourself, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, and know that it is never too late to grow into whatever version of yourself you hope to become. I want to thank everyone who has listened to my episodes, whether it was all of them or even just one, to know that my voice is heard means a lot to me. And this podcast has been a journey for me in many ways this summer. And I am eternally grateful that I could be vulnerable on this platform and most importantly, be myself on this platform. I am wishing everybody a wonderful, safe, healthy, and happy fall of 2020. I cannot wait to return and get behind the microphone again. But for a while, I will be behind a computer learning virtually from my house. So fun. Um, But please reach out to me with your thoughts on my show, what you liked, what resonated with you, and also any suggestions about content, uh, things that you would like to hear in season two. But yes, stay blessed, y'all. Be smart out on these streets. Don't catch no Rona. Um, My DMs are always open for any advice and new friendships too. I love you all. And yeah, peace and love. Jump through those hoops. (laughs) Bye. And I know it makes you mad to see me smile while you look bad. But sometimes just being alone is better than getting alone. All my friends got issues too. We act like we got shit.